Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Davis. Masters Week by our friends at TravelingCountryClub.com, the coolest club in the Carolinas. Over 40 courses that you can play for an incredibly low price. You'll love it. I'm a member, if that helps any of you. Hopefully that doesn't scare anybody off. TravelingCountryClub.com to play golf at great prices, both in North Carolina and in South Carolina. And you'll meet the owner of Traveling Country Club coming up on Thursday this week and Friday, Michael Manis, former golfer. At South Carolina, he will join us as part of our coverage of the Masters. They, of course, will be weaving in and out of rain, as we pretty much all will be doing throughout the week. We are live from the Sinorama Studios. Sinorama, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. Sinorama.com. JC, Phil, and myself, JB, here for a couple of hours until 1 o'clock. We hope that you will stick around with us as we fuss and discuss the Conclusion of the college basketball season. Last night, UConn won the national championship. I've got a really incredible stat for all of you here in just a minute. We will probably, I don't know if it'll argue, we'll argue or discuss whether they are or not a blue blood, but I certainly have a strong opinion on that. Uh, some practice updates coming out of Columbia as the Gamecocks are back on it today. Shane Beamer will meet with the media a little bit later on, so we'll see what we've found out thus far uh, from the practice fields there. Uh, we do have a big game tonight in Charlotte, midweeker, between North Carolina and South Carolina. Regardless of what some people will try to tell you, this game will not determine who is the, quote, real Carolina in baseball. The team that's won two national championships is that. But North Carolina certainly is looking for a midweek win, and the Gamecocks are looking to not lose their second consecutive ball game up at, uh, what do they call that now? Is it true BBNT? Park, Truist Park? Truist. Yeah, Truist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go, Truist. It's a nice ballpark. Never been there, but looks good on TV. Yep. <laughs> Dynamite drop-in money. That broadcasting school's really paying off for you. That's why um, you pay me the big bucks. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Uh, but uh, So there's plenty to get to today. Jim Nance called it a career in calling March Madness. That was pretty emotional. Uh, he's the best ever do it, there's no doubt. So a lot down the pike today. 
quick programming note. I think JC uh, said this yesterday, but just a reminder that uh, and this guy, if he was healthy, would be an integral part of the staff for Carolina. Roman Kimball will join us tomorrow at the top of the program. I think around 11.05, the transfer right-hander out of Notre Dame. He's got a great vlog series going for Gamecock Baseball on his YouTube page. It is pretty neat to watch it. And uh, so we'll certainly promote that. But excited to have him on and uh, and get into the, the deep details of what is uh, what has created this monster uh, here about halfway through the season that is known as uh, the Gamecock Baseball Program. So with all that said, JC, the hair's looking good today. Mr. Schubert, how are you? Doing well. Uh, ready to uh, kind of got a wide open day today. Uh, good chance to kind of catch up and uh, talk a lot of spring football and, of course, baseball. And, uh, you know, th- th- this whole UConn is a blue blood or not a blue blood, th- that's kind of – I think there is – I considered them a blue blood before they won. I'm with Last you. Same. I, I, you know, they, they went through a, and I said this on 107.5 this morning with Bill, they went through kind of a, a, a period in the wilderness after Jim Calhoun retired mm-hmm. and they, their conference morphed because they had football. So when the big East kind of became just a basketball conference, and everybody went to the American, they lost all of their basketball rivalries. Um, not to mention Syracuse and Pitt were kind of big games for them too. Uh, in West Virginia, and they all left the Big East and went their separate ways, the ACC and Big 12. So, you know, when you're up there trying to – and you got the Big East, and, and we, we had Tim Brando on, uh, J.C. and Morgan. You can catch that on the J.C. and Morgan uh, podcast uh, page on Apple and all that. Uh, Tim calls those Big East tournament games at Madison Square Garden. And I, I think kind of just like Nebraska and football – them being in the American and, and you know, and, and, and what, so who do you get up for? Well, it's Cincinnati, it's, uh, it's Memphis, it's Tulane, it's South Florida, it's UCF, uh, SMU, it, 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 you know, compared to playing Providence and Georgetown and Villanova and Marquette and, and Xavier and all those great teams in the Big East, you know, that combined with kind of a coaching drop-off, uh, Kevin Ollie had that one run, right? Um, they kind of went through the wilderness for a while, but I, I think their administration uh, in an era where most administrations just chase money, uh, I think they made a smart move saying, okay, well, we're going to kind of football, heck, UMass right next door is an independent, so UConn can be an independent for a while. We'll find a home for them in football. Uh, but we need to get back to the Big East for basketball because that's what we're really good at. That's right. And, and, and so I, I think – you know, just like a lot of programs that are great, you know, like Louisville, for example, is going through a tough time right now. Um, you know, you don't stay up forever, but the Blue Bloods always cycle back uh, in football and men's basketball, uh, except for the Gamecocks, other than one year <laughs> since the 70s. But, uh, you know, UConn's been good enough for long enough. You know, you think they won their first title win in 99. Uh, they were – Sweet 16, Elite Eight, uh, Final Four type team uh, for a while there. Jim Calhoun built it. Uh, I think that they, you know, are as blue as any blue blood and always have been. I think that maybe, you know, the uh, we live in a society now where it's all instantaneous. Nobody wants to remember anything that happened before 2617 or 16. Um, and UConn, though, it, you know, it was a drought. But I think getting back in the Big East, and Tim Brando said it, he's like, there's nothing like 
He's like, it's a Saturday after, or I mean, sorry, it's a Thursday or Wednesday afternoon game up there at Madison Square Garden. Uh, it was Providence and UConn, and the place is packed. Yeah. Um, and, and for those that don't really understand college basketball or, or, or don't understand the big picture of college basketball, that's as good as the SEC championship game at football. Um, those little schools up there that, that don't play football, they are basketball schools. And UConn, of all of them, even though they do play football, um, them being back in that mix, I think really, uh, along with hiring Danny Hurley, who's an outstanding coach, uh, has really, you know, reversed their fortunes quickly. Uh, and so congratulations to them. Uh, they, you know, I, I said this too, just to kind of keep parroting off people because I'm not a basketball expert, but we, you know, Whip Sanderson told me before the tournament even started, we were sitting there talking if Alabama was going to win it or not. And he's like, I think UConn could win it. He's like, but they hadn't always been playing all that good lately. But I do think UConn can win it. And that's a that's a Hall of Fame basketball coach telling you what he sees with his own eyes. I took that hard. I probably should have uh, listened to him when it came out of filling out my bracket because I'd be sitting on some money right now. Uh, but, you know, and, and I got a chance to watch him because, see, I, I bought into the Rick Patino-Iona hype. Patino, where's he going? St. John's. So there you go. Another Big East school. Um, you know, and, and Iona had him for a half. Iona played their asses off, you know, pardon my French, uh, and, and we're hitting shots, drilling threes. All of a sudden, UConn flipped the switch, started playing defense. The game was over. They'll be looking at what they did at Gonzaga. That, it was over. I mean, you know, and they, they cruised to the, the wins in the Final Four. The Final Four, they're very unique team. But um, this whole notion, are they a blue blood or not, I don't know what millennial, no offense to millennials out there because we have many in our audience, and I love you guys. But I don't know what person that doesn't have any grasp of history is sitting there saying they're not a blue blood and then listing programs like Indiana as a blue blood. You know, I know Indiana goes deeper back into the 70s and all that. UConn came along in the 90s. But, you know, nobody sits there in football and says, well, Florida and Florida State aren't blue bloods because they didn't break through in the 90s. They're definitely blue bloods. Um, so, I mean, people even hold on to Miami, although they're close to losing their blue blood card you know, that were good in the 80s and 90s. So I, I don't understand that at all. Uh, in fact, I think it, it's one of the, you know, more dumb talking points I've heard uh, out of a collection of dumb talking points from both Final Fours. Uh, but, you know, they, they were a blue blood before they got there. Um, and anybody that thinks differently doesn't really understand history and doesn't want to listen and doesn't want to learn anything. They're just, like, looking for talking points to stir the pot. Yeah, but it's quintessential basketball school at UConn, for sure. That's what I've always considered them a blue blood. And you know, even before last night, I agree with you 100%. It makes great radio. I agree. I'm with you. <laughs> Dynamite drop in, Monty. Again. <laughs> this one's in the bag. I'm, I'm, the I'm with you all. I, I, look, here's the stat for you. You know how many Final Fours UConn's been to? Do either of y'all know the number? Uh,. This is going to blow you away. Six? Six. They've won five titles, dude. 83% (laughs) of the time that they're in the Final Four, they win it. Had I done my homework uh, before the Final Four, I would have put heavy money on them winning it because they had won 80% of the the titles when they got there, and they were the best team in the tournament, there's no doubt. Uh, You know, I I guess the question is, for those that question – whether they are a blue, blue blood or not, is how do you define it? Like, do, is it 
is it solely based on national championships? Is it solely based on final four appearances? Is it solely based on number of wins? Is it all the above? Is it length of time? Like you just mentioned, JC of, okay, you've only been doing this for a decade, but these guys have been doing it for five decades. I mean, I think that, I think that you have to give and take in the conversation, right? Like if like Kansas, for instance, Kansas has won four, right? National championships in their career, in their history. They've only won four, but they've been to the final four 16 times and they're the winningest program in the history of the sport. That's where they invented basketball. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. James right. Naismith was at Kansas, you know. But but then you got I, I, UConn, who's what twenty? I looked at it this morning. I just want to pull it up. Twenty what? Twenty fifth all time in wins. By the way, that's not really bad. But they've won five titles and they've been to six Final Fours. So I think that it's not a one size fits all conversation to define a blue blood. But you need to alter the data points to be yeah. able to. And I, I and it's it, and it's it's more expanded. Well, how about this? Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, uh, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, and UCLA are no doubters, right? Yeah. And then yeah. UConn. I would, I'm still holding on to Indiana. In too. Indiana, I'm fair. That's fair. Now, now, they have not, they haven't been in the Final Four since 2002. That's over two decades. Yeah. But but um, is there anybody? What about Villanova? Villanova would be interesting because I don't think most people would classify them as a blue blood, even though they have had great success and won what three national titles and been to how many Final Fours? Um, would you consider Michigan a blue blood in basketball? Uh, no, much success Probably as they've not, had. But they've had or does football success. just overshadow? So, so here, here's a question: Do you consider South Carolina a blue blood in baseball? Yes. Yeah. Outside, if you were outside of the program. Uh, yeah, well, Carolina's results, uh, although they did have success in the seventies, uh, you know, South Carolina is kind of one of those programs. They don't they don't lead the country in o- trips to Omaha. In fact, they're I, I think they have less trips to Omaha than Clemson. But like you po- pointed out, UConn's been to six Final Fours. They've won five. South Carolina's played for the national championship in baseball six times. They've won two. In baseball, as we all know, sometimes third, batting three hundred is pretty dang good. You know, and South Carolina is one of the best uh, winning percentages in the history of the College World Series and owns the all-time winning streak out there. They're absolutely a blue blood in yeah, baseball. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and so it's, just, like, it's probably similar. It's probably similar, similar argument. Yeah. And when you mention like Villanova, like there's certain schools when I hear, you know, March Madness and start thinking about brackets that just are, that seem to me synonymous with that. Villanova, Gonzaga. You know, like smaller schools like Georgetown fits in that, even though I know they're not really, you know, all that good this year, <laughs> but maybe they'll get back. But there's, you know, schools I don't consider blue bloods, but that I automatically think tournament time when I hear their names. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I think Nova, even Georgetown and Syracuse that, that yeah. ruled the Big East back in the day. I bet Syracuse wishes they were back in the Big East, but uh, you know, I, I think I think they're all in that next tier. You got Marquette, who has tradition. I mean, there's a difference between being an absolute blue blood and having a winning tradition. Like, like if I were talking baseball, like I think Ole Miss, Mississippi State in baseball, uh, I don't know that I would consider them blue bloods right now, even though they're the last two national champions. I mean, Mississippi State has tradition. Will Clark played there, right? That's a pretty good player. Uh, they have one of the, you know, Arkansas, they've never won it in baseball. 
are they a blue blood? Probably not, but they have tradition. And so uh, I, I do think you have to kind of be careful uh, about, you know, letting people into your club if you're the blue blood club, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think there was any question UConn was already there uh, going in. Now, now maybe it's because the women's program overshadows them. Maybe it's because people, like I said, don't pay attention to history and they went through a drought about a seven, eight year drought because, and I'm convinced it's because of their conference affiliation and they got out of it and look at them, they're back. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would, you know, are they as storied as UCLA and North Carolina and Kansas? Probably not. Uh, but they're up there with the Indianas, uh, in the world and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, I think that, um, you know, that that's just kind of one of those things. But I, I do think, as Kevin pointed out in the chat box, he, he's making the case that Mississippi State is a blue blood in college baseball. Maybe so. I I just would not go that far with them right now. You know, I, they I won would, one. That's great. So is Georgia. Georgia's won a national championship in baseball, too. Right. They and they're far from a blue blood. Yeah, I would agree to disagree. I, I hear you. They might be one of this generation's better programs. But I, I, if if I think, if I could put one data point that I would say would need to be consistent across all sports when it comes to Blue Bloods, you have to win at least, you have to win multiple national championships. Like you can't just, you can't just have done it once. Um, I mean, Syracuse has won one national championship in its history, right? In basketball, right? They won just, two. I think they won two. Haven't they? They, they? Uh, they played Syracuse? for it like three times. I thought Syracuse won it the year they played Kansas. Uh, and then I, I also thought, no, because they lost to Indiana in 87. That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. They've only won one. So. I was thinking they won that one. They played like, for it three or four times, though. Yeah, yeah. But I think they've only got one title. I'm almost yeah. positive they only got one title. I actually have the list. Sure. So let me go. But, but, you know, I think that there's, again, the data points in baseball. Like baseball, basketball, football, you're going to judge whether a team is a blue blood all a little bit differently because they're all just different sports. And, you know, we know how hard it is to win it. In, in I mean, like, you know, the, the Fresno State was the last team in the tournament in 2008, and they won the national championship in baseball. Ole Miss was last year. Who was the last team in the basketball tournament this year? Was it? Who was it? I mean, you know, somebody so, in that first, in that first four, probably. Yeah. yeah well, they weren't going to win the national championship, so you know, like, that's just not going to happen. As of now, it might happen one day, and then the conversation will change, but it hasn't. So, I mean, so you have to make sure that you're fair to the sport to judge who the blue bloods yeah. are in the sport. And, right? and maybe Mississippi State. I mean, I don't know. I, Kevin, Kevin makes the point that there's not a better. Uh, venue in college baseball. I tend to agree. That place looks like a Taj Mahal. I've been there, but that was before they built condos. In the oh, I don't disagree with the ballpark. Stuff. I think it's the best uh, ballpark in the country. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin just went out there. I mean, that, that, I yeah. mean, that, they're super duper. But uh, WDS says, who would be the SEC baseball blue bloods? I think LSU, South Carolina, and then Texas is coming in, of course. Well, in Florida, um, um, and yeah, and, Florida's won it. And I and now then there's the question of Vanderbilt. Would you consider them? I don't. It, probably an all-time two. blue blood. Hmm. Florida's kind of a Johnny come lately. Florida's top twenty-five all-time in wins. Carolina's top twenty all-time in wins. Um, 
you got to, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, Carolina all time, by the way, has more actual wins than LSU. Just as an FYI, LSU's got more titles, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's the data points change. And, and like Southern Cal, for instance, is Southern Cal a blue blood in baseball? They won six straight titles in the seventies, but it's yeah. 2023. Yeah. So they're kind of like in, years. Indiana, Miami and football, you know, they're, they're the fading dynasty, but the I don't know what the hell the problem is out there, but you should be able to recruit baseball players in Southern Cal, shouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, UCLA has been pretty good. So I don't know. Arizona state's another one, you know, They've been excellent over the years. I don't know. I think they've won one title, maybe two. So uh, it, it, it's very, very interesting to, to talk about this. It's I mean, always uh, the, and but, it's for for the SEC fans like us. Yeah, and I say this tongue in cheek because uh, I, I have so much respect for these programs. I really do, truly. Um, but but it's the ACC programs that really muddy the water with the baseball conversation because Florida State has won. I think they're top five or six, maybe better than that, all time in wins. Never won a title. Clemson, top eight all time in wins. Top ten. Never won a title. North Carolina is up there in the top 15. Never won a title. You know, but Virginia finally cracks through and wins the title a couple of years ago. That's the first title from an ACC program since Wake Forest did it in 1953, maybe? 52, 53, 54, somewhere in there. 70 years. So, I mean, like. You, yeah, like to I just don't know how you can have a conversation about somebody being a blue blood if they've never won the whole damn thing. <laughs> I agree completely. Yeah, that's I why, but that. that's why I thought the UConn argument was kind of silly. Just people, I mean, I think these baseball arguments are a little more juicy, right? Oh, I yeah, juicy. I do. I personally do for sure. I mean, but like if you look, um, and I know we got to hit a break here. Doctor Phil is is. Uh, eyeing us down here but no um, i was actually looking at the syracuse i was just confirming there yeah one national title uh in the ncaa tournament era in 2003 uh runner up twice 87 96 they did win two national championships in 1918 and 1926 if you'd like to qualify that but i don't know if that's going back too far Uh, probably a little too far in this yeah. conversation, but I mean, you've got like even. But there so, again, that's like they're that's why they're one of the teams that I just consider synonymous with the tournament and not necessarily a blue blood. Yeah, there's only 15 programs in the history of college basketball with with at least two national championships. Some of these, San Francisco is not a blue blood. They haven't won once since 1957. That's out. You know. um, Oh, Oklahoma State. No. Um, Cincinnati's not a blue blood. I mean, is Michigan State a blue blood? They've won two. They've been there ten times to the final four. Uh, Michigan State's 23rd all-time in wins, guys, with over 1,800 of them. They would be close. Yeah, they'd be Yeah, I think there's some that are are just elite programs, but they're not blue bloods. Well, like Michigan State, like under Judd Heathcote, was pretty good. Judd Heathcote, yeah. And then – Izzo just took it to the – I mean, he's just taking it to the next level. He's a legend. Um, so, I mean, you know, would, would they be kind of like a a UConn? But, I mean, arguably Michigan's had as much success. I mean, I – Do you think the argument for yeah. basketball blue blood kind of, 
you have to weigh whether or not they do well in football or any other sports. That's interesting too, because they get, you get overshadowed. I mean, like, yeah. like Ohio state's had a pretty good basketball program through the years, but they get overshadowed Alabama, Alabama would not be close to blue blood status in basketball, but they've, they've been pretty good. You know, Texas has been pretty good. Um, Southern Cal has been pretty good, you know, but, uh, and I think with UConn, the women's program probably overshadows the men's a little bit. So that's how many of the, the women have won 11? Is that yeah. true? So now the they won 16 are, national championships. Is there a school the, in the country with more combined? No. Not a single right? sport, I wouldn't think. No, because no, Tennessee would be the next in line with women. And, uh, oh, what about UCLA? Their men, have, their men have never won it. I don't, I don't think UCLA's UCLA women, women have ever won. They may not. Maybe have. back in the day. I don't have that history in front of me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, the combined national championships. So you could make the argument that UConn is the greatest basketball school of all time. All right, I'm in. Absolutely with that. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay. I mean, here's a stat for. I know we got to go to break, Phil. But here's here's my final stat. Y'all probably already know this, but the top five all time in wins in college basketball in order: Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, UCLA, Blue Buds, right? Do you, any guesses on who is number six? Think think Don Staley. Me. Think Don Staley for a second. Virginia? No, yeah. that's women. More north, up, up farther. Yeah. Temple. 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 Really? Temple. <laughs> six all time and wins. Just They're, two. Just two Final Fours though, and they haven't been in one since nineteen fifty eight. Last Final wow. Four for Temple. Did they win it in night? Yeah, John Ch- Chaney never made a Final Four. No, hey, you all remember that time John Chaney got mad at John Calipari? <laughs> oh busted, yeah, it's just like him. I love that guy. Press conference. I will tell you something right now, dude. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, Quantrill never, says never he's not counting championships before '71 for obvious reasons. Yeah. That's something that people need to think about too. Um, the game did change. It was integrated after that point. Um, you know, so yeah, can't argue with that either. So can't argue with that either. It did change. So uh, we're right there. All right, 11-29 on uh, April the 4th. The sun is out only for a couple of days until the rain comes and wrecks Easter weekend. But we're not there yet. We're here till 1 today, though. Don't go anywhere. It's a fun conversation to have. The Nanosports chat box is open and alive. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance 
difference today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jakar Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber and his team a call, 803-4466. Gold jackets. Hello. 803-446-4662 is how to get in touch with somebody, 803 being the area code in Columbia. <laughs> and, of course, the first hour of the show brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell, Bank- Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy and her team a call, 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. Sorry, I was preparing myself to actually announce that the Carolina Rise live events coming up, 427 in Columbia, 429 in Charleston. If you have not gotten your tickets yet, click the link in the description. It is there for us today. Go sign up, meet and greet, get to shake J.C. Sherb. Schubert's hand. Sorry, I almost called you the wrong. He'll name. be there in his hockey jersey. Will, dear God, I hope you. I'll have that on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wear it just for poops and giggles. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Don't spill a drink on it, though. And you know, yeah, NIL event, you never know who you might see down there. Oh, there's. I hope I'm not speaking. I turn here, JC, but I, I don't know that you're ready to. Uh, release the list just yet, but there's a, a pretty substantial list of Carolina football players who will be attending these events as well. And we're, um, we're excited about those guys. Yep. There's uh, some really, really, really neat names in there. So that's going to be fun. I would come just to take a picture with Nick Gargiulo. He's going to be there. The whole offensive <laughs> line, uh, most of the offensive line is going to be there. They're going to have a wing eating contest at both locations, uh, which will be fun for the kids. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. They're going to have they're gonna have a wing-eating contest, which means they're going to be eating. If anybody's never had the smoked wings at um, at Home Team Barbecue with the Alabama white sauce, your life's about to change if you've never <laughs> had them. Wait a minute. Is this so these guys are going to be and they're huge now. That's going to be something to see. Like the number yeah. of wings you eat wins? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a wing eating well, contest. Yeah. These guys, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes it's the hottest wing, you know, or something I, well, like that. Yeah. Well, I heard Jalen Nichols, Sidney Fugar, Tyson Wanamaker, oh, Vershawn Lee, Jakai Moore, Nick Gargiulo. Twenty five hundred on Fugar today. 
I my, I have a feeling Fugar is going to take it. Hopefully, my, you know. My money's on Fugar eating the wing, like all of it, like the bone and everything. <laughs> right now we got like alabama white sauce we got right now the top three running backs mario anderson to and joiner and juju mcdowell marcellus dial uh mohammed kaba xavier leggett you know a lot of veteran guys have played a lot of football around here that should be among the best players on the team uh right now if you use code tbs like the big spur uh you get ten dollars off so punch in that code yeah, um, and and look, I, I'll be honest. Sales have been a little slow. It was kind of surprising, but uh, I figure once we got the uh, uh, how people the are. list kind of fleshed out and stuff, and started to do a little more marketing, it would pick up. But uh, oh, yeah. certainly would love to see everybody uh, both in Columbia and Charleston. No, um, no Chuck. Well, uh, Chuck says a, a game changer. No, no, no. Drinking contest. Yeah, I can't even get through a half of one of those anymore. Back really? in the day, yeah, but. You remember like what, what were the what are the game changers? What what are, what are what is that? Uh, is it like it, PJ? It's it's no, it's I can't remember everything that goes into it, but it will change the game. That's for sure. Like, do you remember the first time you ever tried a blue guy at Rocco's? Remember, remember the blue guys? Oh yeah, that, yeah. Everclear slushies, and you're like, man, this thing's delicious. And then three hours later, you're on a street corner without your shirt on, and you're crying. Left shoe calling and, my grandmother, yeah. calling <laughs> calling Phil if he lives out of state. There's some yeah, awkward guy. Otherwise, Phil and Dean are probably there with me, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so I was, calling our, I was calling taking, our parents, you know. I was taking a nap behind a dumpster, and there was a guy in a leather jacket staring at me, holding my left shoe. I was like, who are you, and why am I here? Um, kind of a similar situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got like that in New Orleans one time with a um, hurricane, the hurricanes down there. That, those will catch up with you. Oh, yeah, they'll quick. do it to you, yeah. And uh, one of my friends, uh, unfortunately, who passed away in 2013, 14, actually, uh, he, 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 went, he, he had family in New Orleans, so he'd go a lot. Hmm. And the story goes that he had a few too many hurricanes one night, and he, he got a cheeseburger because they were all eating, you know. And he got his fork, and he's like, Man, this cheeseburger, man, there's mashed potatoes in my cheeseburger. And it was, it was the bun. <laughs> he was eating it with a fork and it just a little. So from, from his eyes to the plate, like he saw mashed potatoes and burger, but it was really a <laughs> hamburger bun. Uh, <laughs> dude, that dude was a riot. Like <laughs> Miss him every day. But uh, anyway, so that, that'll do it to you. Um, but no, we, uh, I, I'm thinking about maybe fronting some drinks i don't know I, I you know it's a family the bar will be open okay so you can come well eat flint's for, coming yeah you, you, if you, that you, wasn't you, good the, enough everybody flint will be there i mean yeah, yeah the, right. the, the price of admission is 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 you know you get uh, to take pictures with the players hang out with the players uh it is a fundraiser you get free barbecue buffet um you know, hey i'll throw a couple drink tickets in there i don't know uh door prizes prize packs uh you know, like I said, and, and then there's upcharge things you can do. Cause like I said, it's a fundraiser. <laughs> uh, in other words, you know, if you want to, if you have a kid that has a birthday coming up and you want to carry on Jordan to give him a shout out on video, you know, that, that'd be a, a little bit extra or something like that. But and they want the items that they sign and stuff, but it, you know, uh, it's a fundraiser. As I've told all of you before, we're going to have the actual Carolina rise tailgate with plenty of lattes and, uh, Nana's porch food and all that. Uh, as long as the kickoff time for Charlotte works, 
Uh, not going to do it if it's a new kickoff. That would be pointless. Which we'll know gonna, that next month. I'm not going to get you boys and girls out there with mimosas and biscuits from Bojangles, right? That wouldn't that wouldn't be cool. But uh, if we have some time, uh, we'll do it right. And that that's more of the appreciation for the fans. I mean, it's tickets for that is probably like eight ten bucks, right? Just kind of chip in a little bit. A lot of you that have higher level memberships will be coming for free. So that's not this. This is you know. To raise money because we do have more clients. Football has needs. Basketball has needs. Baseball has needs. And uh, it's also a way to kind of go do a little fellowship, just a fellowship with your fellow Gamecocks and uh, and have a good time. Um, Bobby says, where can you find tickets and prices to this home team event? Phil, shoot it to him. Description below. I will post it here in the chat, but it is in the YouTube description as well as the should appear in the Facebook uh, description as well. And I am, up, I am updating it right as we speak to include the promo code for oh, ten dollars yeah. off. And then on the code. and then on the Big Spur too. Yeah, we got an article on Big Spur today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a uh, so yeah. If you um. If you'd like to come, you get $10 off tickets right now. So we, uh, we'd we love to have you. And 100% of the money we make goes back to the players. So that's uh, that's yeah. cool, too. Including the – there's a $500 cash prize for whoever wins the wing-eating contest. So, Is that open to everybody? No, just players. Oh, I, now, I, maybe that would be cool, though, if you, if you said. Should I answer this live on the air? He knows that I'm on. Why is he even calling me? A lot of people do that to me, man. A lot of people do that to me. So anyway, uh, yeah, but I'm uh, just talking about the event. Please, please, please consider coming. If you cannot make it, if you cannot make it, or say you live out of state, but you'd like to support the cause, uh, you can also buy tickets and just email us and say, hey, I want to give my tickets away to somebody else and We'll make sure they get in the right hands, either through the show or the Big Spur or whatever, and make sure you know people could come. So anyway, yeah, that, that's the, the deal there. Uh, yeah, already the booked article. my flight. You get to meet Nat. I mean, maybe and that's the turtle. They're going to bring the turtle in their suit. Lizzie's coming. The Lizzie, <laughs> the turtle. She she travels in style. She'd be a whole lot easier to bring than Red. Oh yeah, no doubt. Red and, would go berserker on an airplane. And Nat. You can put the turtle in a book bag, but I bet if you tried to put Nat in there, I don't think she'd be thrilled with you. She'll fit though. She's small, yeah. I was gonna say she. You can put Nat. Nat's. A, there's a picture of Nat. I'll find. You'd have to check Phil's, like You'd... Nat in the box. Here, I'm gonna embarrass her. Jack in the box. After the next couple of breaks, we're gonna show you Nat in the box. Like uh, yeah. Nat and like, has anybody ever eaten at a Jack in the box? By the way. I have. Okay, so they have one in Spartanburg. Yeah, they're in Greenville so. too. Up here in Greenville, I have yeah. a, mm-hmm. I have a uh, Jack in the Box. I can't believe every you could literally go order a cheeseburger and a taco and a hot dog and like pancakes all at the same time. It's the strangest cheese, thing ever. Cheeseburger and tacos is my order, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> when Jack in the Box first came to the Upstate, I thought it tasted like cardboard, right? <laughs> um, bleh, right gross and uh but i then my second stint in greenville i kind of you know i have these little egg rolls uh and you, you bite the tip off the egg roll egg roll like you remember that that show v the final battle back in the 80s where that crazy alien chick bit the head off the bird and you're like oh my god 
that's what you do the egg roll. And then you take the soy sauce and you dump it down in there, you know, get it all soaked and you eat it. It's del- it's good. And their breakfast Jack is pretty good too. Plus they're open at all hours of the night and they never quit serving breakfast. See, I think Hardy's, this is where Hardy screwed up. Hardy's tried to, to try to sell fried chicken. chicken they went back yeah. to a being a burger place. Then they're basically Carl's Jr. They had hot dogs. They had a roast beef sandwich at one point. Nah. Yeah. What Hardee's, you do well, Hardy's is breakfast. Just do it all day. Yeah. They're, Close they're at bacon, three. Their bacon, egg, and cheese biscuits is the best one you can get. It's the bomb, yeah. dude. It's the bomb. So I'm just like. Uh, no question. I don't understand what Hardy's strategy is. Drives me crazy, but well, there is no such thing as a Carl's Jr. in South Carolina. No, they're they're kind of out west. But yeah, uh, I know. I saw I one. Mean, one I, time. I went to Hardee's. Hardee's. Hardee's had like a freaking. Who the hell's Carl? Like, they were selling tacos and burritos and stuff. I was like, yo, dog. And, and you quit serving breakfast at ten thirty. Yeah, you quit serving breakfast at ten thirty. For this eleven. On Saturday and Sunday. That's not near enough. Not if you've been drinking yeah. the night. I you mean, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Frisco burger was off the chain. Yeah. I like the front myself personally. I like the Frisco burger. Well, not to get too far is. from the food thing, but we'll start yeah. taking bets soon on who will win the wing eating contest at, um, at the Carolina rise event. And, uh, between although Nichols, Fugar, Gargiulo, Vershawn Lee, Ja'Kai Moore and Tyshawn Wanamaker will all be there. Watch, it's going to end up being like Mario Anderson Jr. It's going to be, he's going to end up being like the hot dog guy. You know, he, the hot dog guy that eats 100 hot dogs. He's so little. Yeah. And he, you're like, this guy, where does Chestnut put all those things? And then 30 seconds goes by and he's eating 48 hot dogs. You're like, oh my God. It's going to end up being like him or like Marcellus Dial, you know. Marcellus Dial. Uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll it see. It won't be we'll the carry on. I wonder if the carry on will bring his baby. We'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, so we're looking forward to that. All you guys, uh, please uh, rock and roll. Get the gobble up those tickets because, uh, like I said, it's been a little slow. But we hadn't really, I hadn't really waved the flag a whole lot uh, until I finalized the player. So ready to roll. Like I said, book my yeah. plane ticket. Looking forward to hanging out at the events. Also spending some time in in Charleston. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with some friends and stuff. So we're looking forward to it. But anyway, I guess we got to get to a break now and uh, talk a little bit about uh, spring football practice as that is just uh, concluded reporting-wise on the Big Spur. And so uh, we got some stuff to talk about there. Yep, no doubt. Uh, we did hear earlier in the Nanosports chat box from our friend Tristan Still. He said he was painting something garnet and black in the upstate, in the orange fog is, uh, is what he called it. It's clearly stealing that from Phil. So maybe today is the day of the winner. Maybe they're finally getting that garnet and black man cave paint. We'll have to check in with Tristan, but you can do the same thing by heading to lemmepaintsomething.com. They paint our program garnet and black every day all over the state of South Carolina, all over the state of Georgia as well. Get rid of the red, bring in the garnet, or whatever color you choose. A couple of painters, you can find them on Facebook, but you can head to their website as well, lemmepaintsomething.com. And they just welcomed... Uh, their newborn, what, maybe a month ago into the world. So uh, if you need something painted, they're the best of the best. And that will also help fund having a child because we all know what that's about. Uh, congratulations to those guys. All right, we'll hit a uh, quick timeout. And uh, JC can give us some updates on football. I did see, too, earlier someone asked, is Miami a blue blood in college baseball? I, I have a response to that, and we'll give it to you when we get back. 
I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one-price, low-cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs, and I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper, and they offer pressure washing. Find them on Facebook or call 803-522-6832. A couple of painters, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline is picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. John B. at ExpressSunrooms.com is the email to get in touch with them. And, of course, first hour of the show, as always, sponsored by Cindy Searfoss and the Colwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. 864-414-5271 is how to get in touch with Cindy for all your upstate residential real estate needs. Uh, Miami, real quick, guys. Yeah. Are they a blue blood in college baseball? I think they are. I would say so. Yeah. I mean, they've won um, four national championships. They haven't won one since I won, but they've won four. And top 20 all-time in wins fits the criteria. And it's not like it's been 50 years since they won one. I mean, 20 years is not a lifetime in college baseball. So, yes, the answer to me is yes. JC? I can dig it. (laughs) All right. Yeah, sounds good. I I can, I can they're not it. overshadowed by basketball or football. WTS is going to make me move back to Spartanburg, by the way. He says there's a Whataburger going in on the east side. I caught that. I know they got one in Nashville. Dude, that Whataburger's 
the truth. I've never had I mean, a Whataburger. Um, like, all right, so everybody talks about in and out, of the out-of-market burger chains that everybody freaks out about. Everybody talks about In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. It's not. Huh? In-N-Out Burger, to me, is not all that great, but Whataburger is legit. Like, legit. I mean, I'm still just a five guys. I like Five Guys. I love Five Guys. Don't get me wrong. Five guys is I mean, good. Hey, I'm gonna. I don't Lord know. This Burger. this might be a controversial statement. Some people are like, no. I like Crystal Burgers. Oh yes, Crystal. Crystal. Dude, I, used, I used to be able to eat a hundred of them when I was a kid. Uh, crystal is fine dining. Crystal. Wait, Those what? chili cheese fries too, man. Oh yeah. The white, we have White Castle here, and they have the grossest thing I've ever seen. My fiance likes it. Uh, fish nuggets. Oh, I don't know about fish nuggets. I don't know about fish nuggets. I mean, I, no. like the fish sticks you get. Sometimes I'll I'll, I'll do that, but that's um, anyway. Yeah, but Whataburger is the truth. I, I uh, really, um, really uh, like that. Okay, so. Uh, spring practice report. Uh, I'm not going to give you everything. This is VIP. And if you're a member, you can go read it, but I can tell you, I'll give you just like who lined up with the first team offense today. Cause that's always a good point of discussion. And it's a little different. I don't know where Ja'Kai Moore is today. Hopefully he's uh, doing well, but uh, first Probably. team offensive line Prepping for his, left uh, to right. Jalen Nichols, Nick Jar- Gargiulo, Vershawn Lee at center. So Gargiulo is at left guard. Vershawn is at center. Trey Jones is at right guard, and Wanamaker is at right tackle. Quarterback, of course, is Rattler. Receivers, Juice Wells, Mario Brown, Xavier Leggett. It's been that way just about the whole uh, spring. Tight end Trey Knox. Not a surprise there. I've been just I've heard I continue to hear a bunch of freakish things about Trey Knox. So I think he's going to fit in pretty good at Carolina. Running back Juju McDowell. Um, don't be alarmed by that. I think if Carolina has to start Juju McDowell at running back, that's going to be fine. Uh, I just don't think – I think Juju's thing is he just can't – he can't ha- he can't carry the ball 10 to 15 times between the tackles and not wear down based on last season. Now, sometimes these little guys, they'll surprise you and then they'll get better and stronger and they can make it. But right now, that would be my question with him. Uh, Sidney Fugar, who we mentioned earlier, second team left tackle. Uh, Ryan Brubaker, second-team center, which is interesting. Uh, Chase Swigert, who is a walk-on from Chapin, second-team right guard. So that's interesting. Luke Doty, of course, second-team quarterback. DeCarian Joyner, second-team running back. And then you got Peyton Mangrum, Eddie Lewis, Omega Blake at receiver, and Josh Simon at tight end. I've heard Peyton Mangrum now. This is the walk-on from Eastside High School. Uh, Hale McGranahan's alma mater. Uh that uh, and Phil's arch rival when Phil was in That's high school great. uh in Greenville. Uh he, if you remember the fake punt for the touchdown Carolina ran against Tennessee in 2021, that was Mangrum catching that pass. Mm-hmm. He's always been pretty good and like right on the precipice. Um and I've heard he's really like for a walk on surprising and has put himself in a good position to perhaps play more than special teams this year. So I think that's uh that's pretty good. Uh, and uh, just one more nugget, uh, Josh Simon did have a big catch and run on a tight end screen. Sounds like an interesting play design uh, in practice today. So that's uh, that's all we got there, but um, it's good. And then uh, somebody asked about Tanner Bailey. Tanner's been doing good, man, but he's 
and I, I did see a I did see a photo or a video of him throwing an absolute dime to uh, God. Who was it? It was Xavier Short in the indoor facility that caught it. I mean, it was Xavier made a nice catch, but Tanner put it right on the money. Um, but you know, Lenore Sellers is there, and uh, I'm not saying one or the other will be ahead, but there's a chance he's not ahead of Sellers coming out of spring. I mean, I'm just saying that is a realistic possibility. I'm not predicting that. I'm not saying that. Tanner Bailey is very good, uh, and the staff loves him. But there's something about Lenora Sellers that with what he brings to the table with his legs and stuff like that uh, and the work he's put in that's caused him to have a shot, just a chance now, of moving up the depth chart. Um, Clint said Brubaker at center is a little different. He's pretty tall for that position. Yeah, it is a little different. A little different there. Of course, uh, Gargiulo is 6'5". Yeah. Uh, y'all remember Chris White? He was 6'4 and a half, 6'5. Yep, He's a pretty good center. Um, so there's been taller centers before, but you're right. Normally, Clint, they're in the 6'2 and a half, 6'3 range, um, something like that. So. Well, and, I, and I'll, you know, I know that, uh, gosh, whether it was John or somebody earlier this week had to call him out on Luke Doty. I mean, I can tell you that, you know, I learned down at the bowl game. Uh, you can't get a source closer to Luke Doty than the one that we've got. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who ain't going anywhere. I think I told you all this months ago. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens. He's a Gamecock. He wants to be a Gamecock. He wants his education here. He loves being at South Carolina. With all that said, you know, because we're all excited about Lenore Sellers. I am, too. He kid's going to have a great career at South Carolina. I'm just telling you, don't discount this kid. You know, I mean, Spencer Rattler's your quarterback. They can't all play. You know, so we'll all everybody's going to ask about different quarterbacks. Someone's going to ask soon about Braden Davis. I get it. We all, I know that. Um, but I mean, JC, it, it, Luke Doty right now is the number two quarterback at Carolina, and Lenore Sellers oh, might no end question. up being might end up being number three, might end up being number two. I don't. I don't know. I'm not discounting nah, anybody. Sellers, or anything. But I, I, I just but, can't see them if something happened to Rattler going to Sellers. Maybe he no. has more spot duty because a guy early. like that. You could probably use him in some spot duty, you know, if you got creative, run some wildcat with him or whatever. Because again, he's six three two forty and runs four five. I mean, he he's he's a big old fast dude. Yeah. But uh, you know, kind of like Tim Tebow when he was a freshman. Remember, he came in for Chris Leak. Uh, now they had a whole package for him, and he scored most of their touchdowns. There's more like a fullback that took snaps, but. Uh, uh, I think Sellers actually is a little more skilled in the passing game than, than Tim was coming out. Mm-hmm. Tim just worked and worked and worked to get competent at it. Uh, is it safe to assume that uh, barring injury or a playoff berth that uh, Luke Doty resumes the starting role in a bowl game? If Rattler opted out. Yeah, I, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. My assumption is Rattler wouldn't be in a bowl if it were I can't see you know, Luke getting beat out for the backup job. Playoff. If that's what people are asking. Yeah. I, I think right now Luke's probably closer to Spencer than Lenoris and Tanner are to Luke. Um, And Luke's got Luke's kind of polarizing for some people. Some people don't think he's that good. I contend his, his sample size has been like Mission Impossible. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, 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 the first uh, the first year, you know, he, he spends some time at receiver, then he goes back and plays quarterback, and 
you know, he, he gets thrown to the wolves. And, you know, Carolina did get up off the mat and compete with him in it uh, when Bobo was coaching against Missouri the second half. But then, you know, I played Georgia and then at Kentucky. And, and it was just, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, what I was told was with Gunnar Stockton coming in at the time and with Luke Doty there that Bobo was adjusting his offense to put more quarterback run. And we'll see if that happens this year at Georgia because that's uh, obviously what they've got is some guys that have some wheels. But, you know, you put him in that impossible spot. And then in 2021, his foot's broken. So you can't, you can't run as well as he, he – he's not as fast as he normally is. And we all know what kind of a dumpster fire that offense and what they were asking everybody to do that year was. They were at their best that season at quarterback. Number one, when Jason Brown was just out there and they had to, what, limit it because he didn't really have a grasp of the playbook. And Carolina won. They lost some, but they won. Uh, and then in the bowl game where DeCarion was just improvising and they rotated quarterbacks. So think yeah. about that. Uh, and, and so then, and then last year, Doty, in mop-up duty, did just fine, but it was Spencer Rattler's show, as it will be this year. So um, I, I think people are a little unfair basing a lot of things on what Cody's done so far. And, uh, you know, based on right now, I mean, you know, yeah, I think he projects to be the starter in 2024 and maybe 2025, too. I think the kid's a winner. Uh, now, sometimes if Lenore Sellers is just a freak, you have to play him over Luke. You know, who knows? But uh, I wouldn't count him out. Yeah, but it's limited body of work with a really young quarterback in Luke, you know. Yeah, so yeah, got to pull for Luke Doty. Everything he has done mm-hmm. to give to this program, uh, and he's had offers to go everywhere, and he said no. I'll put in my time here and continue to be a Gamecock. There's something to be said yeah. for that. He's going to have a big moment. There's going to be a moment. It's going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. He's going to be thrown into the, to it somewhere, and uh, he'll be one of those one of those names that you'll go wow look what happens when you stick around we hope you'll stick around hour one is in the books hour two coming right up on inside the gamecocks the show what's up gamecock fans this is pitcher noah hall if you want some delicious food for your event i suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer it's really good southern cuisine based out of charlotte my hometown I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox.
Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks of the Show. Starting the second hour here, he's J.C. Schubert. That's Jamie Bradshaw in the other corner. (laughs) 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 And I'm Phil. Uh, But we're brought to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John Barber a call, 803-446-4662, to discuss how they can bring some more sunshine into your life this summer. And let's see. I've got a quick question. Yeah, okay, go right ahead. Um, JC, I've got an inbox on Twitter. Uh, Do kids need tickets to either of the Carolina Rise events? Do you not know the answer? Okay. Yes. And and at Um, what age age do they not need tickets? Five and under. Five and under, okay. Yeah, if they're small kids, no, it's no no charge, no charge. I need to put a note on about that. Kids okay. five and under, or for six, let's go six and under. <laughs> I'm kind of making decisions on the fly here because I, I didn't think about it. But uh, yeah, there's no if you want to bring your kids, man. There's no reason to pay. You know, you, you, you mom and dad can pay the forty, fifty bucks, and then the kids can come and eat and do whatever. I I, I should have thought about that. Um, and I will put a note uh, up about that too. So, okay. So six and uh, under yes. six uh, and if, first grade and under, you know, cause yeah. I mean like a seven year old man, they may eat a lot of barbecue, you know? Well, they should. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I remember when I was seven, that's when it really turned for me. I was, I, I started eating the bone off the rib actually. Hey, it um, is a better deal than Disney. Disney doesn't let you in for free unless you're three and under. So yeah. there we go. I'm this a little bit a more generous than the mouse, right? So, if you heard that six and under, if your child is seven, he will be six at least on April twenty seventh and April twenty ninth. <laughs> yeah, we're not checking hey, ID. Okay, how, how old, are you, buddy? I'm seven. You moron, you're six. Oh, that's not bad. Bring grown ups. The, the kids nursing still, and and Kevin uh, Kevin James's kid, and they're like, how old is he? Uh, he's uh he's fifty four months. Fifty four months. Yeah, <laughs> it's four and a half. Still like. Suckling on his mother's teeth. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, forty-eight. Yeah. So that yeah, that's fine. That's, uh, that always you, you catches can... me off guard too. That, that yeah, forty-eight uh, months. Yeah, I hear. Well, and people do that to me. Like I, how old? Uh, she's uh, she's twenty-six months. I'm like, so she's two. You have to do math. Can you not? Come on, man. Like, did you have you really been counting all these things? Like, I stopped counting once you get to one. You're one. And then you're two, and that's it. You know, the a month thing only goes until a year. Oh, they're 18 months, so they're one and a half. <laughs> okay, I got you. Yeah. I think yeah, we stopped it's, at 18, and then at that point went, she's yeah, only 18. Eighteen's like, she's oh, you're a year two. and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's almost yeah. two. I could no, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, if the adults pay, you can bring your kids. I mean, I'm not, you know, like I said, it's a fundraiser. And, and like, look, I, I doubt they're going to. The kitties are going to eat, uh, you know, a ton of barbecue, right? I, I don't know. I mean, they don't. Nah, they don't they're just much. there to play, man. You just- yeah, and it's good. And you, we want people to bring their kids because even though there will be a, a bar, there's a bar at both these places. <laughs> there will be a bar, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be, a, you know, it, it's good to bring your kids and let them take pictures with the players and stuff like that. Let them sign stuff. Yeah. The point of this. You know, so yeah. Kid, so bring your kids. If you buy tickets, bring your kids. Um, 
and uh, it'll it'll all be good. But if they're eighty four months and o- over, they have to pay eighty four months. Eighty four months. <laughs> yeah, anything. That's, but they have uh, home team's got a great. Um, they've got a great uh, kids menu. I don't know about any of your kids, but because we got a home team often, and our kids. Literally everything on the kids' menu is like our kids' favorite stuff. They love tacos. They love quesadillas. They love peanut butter and jelly. They love chicken fingers. They love cheeseburgers. They love grilled cheese. And that's like their go-to. Sure. Now, that's not included. Now, if you order off the kids' menu, you're going to have to pay for that, right? You know, we've got a buffet (laughs) set up, right? Yeah. Just let everybody know. I think. (laughs) I have another guy helping me with this. I'm like, okay, you know. Uh, that would be my deal, but uh, yeah, please. Um, Good point, Sonder. Please go. Yeah, I like that. Please do I like that. Oh. right. Yeah, tater tots and queso is. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. The um, down. the queso, um, and uh, and um, pretzel the pretzel bites and queso at Top Golf is. Pretty good. We did some of that. Before. They have something up here called tachos. I was, oh yeah, yeah, tachos That's like tater tots, like done like tachos. By the way, Bree Bill has uh, has um, declared for the WNBA draft, and there is uh, who is this inside Carolina Twitter account? I don't know about that. Mm. I don't know who this is. <laughs> inside Carolina is uh, our North Carolina site, but I guess somebody's jacked it to say. Uh, AJ Von Pachan. That's a uh, that's a Cambodian name, or maybe a Thai name. I'm not sure. Uh, Utah State linebacker uh, is on campus. Six three two thirty. Hundred one tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles. I need to look up. Uh, look well, up one of these guys. Can you imagine Todd pronouncing this name though? <laughs> well, he would just call him AJ, AJ Von <laughs> no, I, it would just—I think it would just be AJ. <laughs> you know, that's that's enough. It's enough, Todd. Um, but they do have. There are other big visitors that were scheduled to be on campus today, right? Uh yeah. Uh, uh, from the portal, Derek McClendon from Florida State. Also, we have uh, you know some unofficial visitors. Jamonta Waller, who is a five-star. He's listed as an edge man, but he's six two twenty-five, two twenty-five. I wish people would really stop in our business being unrealistic about these six foot two, 220 pound guys. There's a guy from Miami committed to Louisville. That's that big. That's a five-star DN or whatever. Just cause he looks great. I mean, guys like that don't pan out. Byron Cowart and Xavier Thomas come to mind and Xavier's a good player. Clemson fans don't need to get pissed at me about that, but is Xavier elite? No. Byron Cowart. Was he elite at Auburn? No. Uh, you go all the way back to like uh, a lot of other undersized ends. You have to be a B. A, you have to be a bad A A to 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 even and, and they're just so rare. Uh, but good news for Carolina, uh, Clayton White plays these guys at linebacker. So um, you know he's a a pretty good. Uh, you know uh, he, he's going to be you know Waller at Carolina system will be a linebacker is my point. But even though he's a five star agent twenty four seven, so Von uh, yeah, he's on he's on campus as, as well. Von Capon. Hold on. All right, so I don't know who reported this because I, I mean, unless they, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to the nitty gritty on this. Yeah, I'll, let's figure this, this out. I, I just gonna, gotta figure this out. Von Capon. 
I'm going to, I'm going to find the pronunciation on this. You continue on, you keep on keeping on. All right. Life's a garden. Yeah, so you dig it. I'll get the yeah, pronunciation. If he, if he is, if he is there, yeah, credit to Dylan Ho on TBS for posting that. Yeah, but keep in mind, Dylan Ho is uh, <laughs> probably aptly named as far as, like, what he posts on the board from Twitter. Uh, not saying it's not right. I'm just going to – I'm going to make a, a couple of texts and uh, see what uh, see what I can come up with here. <laughs> um, but I, I like this kid, though. I mean, just looking at him, I think sometimes kids like this uh, end up being just – ballers mm-hmm. uh so uh vong pakon vong pakon that wow. is how you pronounce it aj vong pakon uh, that is the pronunciation guide from utah state football luckily uh, media boys know where to find these uh, pronunciation things Jeez, they, they, have, they, they got a bunch of stuff going on out there r-e-e on our, I wonder. Arion, Zavion, Tuffy, Tafisi, Atotita. What? Atotia. Oh, I got it. Yeah, I hear it. Tom Check. Well, he got some all. He got uh, Tua Tunga Loa. Oh, it's a Laotian name. Yeah. Oh. It's not Thai. It's not Cambodian. It's Laotian. I should know Fuck that because there's a, Spartanburg has a huge Laotian community. Bonk I mean, we, we've kind of got off track with this. So anyway. Bong Pachan, uh, bon not Khan. Bong Pachan. Bong Pachan. Bong Pachan. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Bobby bon says his boys were born in Texas and have been in the pub, and they love home team. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeehaw. So, bon yeah, that's bon. six or three. Yeah, this, kid, this kid's really good. So, the uh, Bongo. The Vongo. Yeah, that's what that's what let's go. Vongo, Vongo. I mean so who's the last Asian linebacker? Dat Nguyen? Could he be Dat Nguyen? Yeah. Dat Nguyen was that smaller sounds than this guy. This guy's six three at Vong Pachan's six three two thirty. So well, we need to go to our trusted uh social media experts to figure out if this kid's worth a damn or not. Because they'll look at his yeah. size and they're all gonna tell us real quick. Where he should be, what he shouldn't be doing, and what position they should be moving him to. Because he's hey, he's from uh, some of our listeners may know where this is Pasco, Washington. That's where he's from, oh. Pacific Northwest originally. Do we, is one of our mailmen up there? Or are the, all the mailmen in South Carolina? I thought we had a mailman up there. I know Xavier's up there. I know John is up. John Thompson's up there. And there's I know one Xavier more. gets around a lot, but I don't think he's a mail carrier. No, he's, he's, he's a. Like a delivery. He showed me what he does. Uh, That's fine. Could you imagine the travel bill for Utah State having to <laughs> – they're mining the hill out of Southeast Asia. And <laughs> well, South uh, down there eating piranhas and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, when I went to uh, – I visited Washington State one time, when, and I've told this – I told you guys this before. The, unfortunately, Leach was not there, but I met with his staff when I was a 24-7 – and they have like two or three weeks where they go to American Samoa and recruit. And they were talking about how you can find guys because it's not a bad flight into Seattle, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, a couple of years, a couple of years later, they had the, one of the best defensive lines in the Pac-12 
Every dang one of those guys was from Samoa. Uh, I also covered what's called an all-poly camp in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, during when I was with ESPN. I guess it was 09. Uh, great place to visit in the summer, by the way, Salt Lake City. And uh, they, 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 Asians love football. Now, we're talking about Pacific Islanders, you know, uh, in this in this regard. And, and there's a reason Hawaii puts out a bunch of NFL guys per capita. Uh, along with American Samoa, but it uh, doesn't surprise me at all that, um, you know, the, the Southeast Asia is breaking through here. But, uh, you know, this kid's from Pasco, Washington, obviously. But, you know, if you had to go recruit the family, you go to Laos, right there on the border, you know. Those That's of you right. that know your history, Vietnam War kind of started there. Mm-hmm. The CIA. We're in Laos. <laughs> The CIA, who I'm convinced just exists to screw things up, uh, the CIA was doing undercover. Y'all see that movie, Air America. So, uh, anyway, yeah, Laos is where the Vietnam War started. So, this guy's uh, from Southeast Asia originally. That's where his, his last name's origins are from. So, we will see, and we will certainly follow up on that. Sometimes rogue Twitter accounts. Yep, okay, is, confirmed it. Confirmed it. Is, he is there today and tomorrow. Oh, well, sweet Jesus. Everybody, stop what you're doing. And AJ Vong Pachan is in the building. Just Uh, got the. uh, We got it. We got word. Everybody, hold on. Send out your special tweets. It's happening. It's happening. All right. Hang on. Uh, So fantastic. What um, if if the if the young man, Derek McClendon, the defensive end from Florida State, who is. uh, visiting South Carolina today, uh, if he likes what he sees, how, how serious was this coming into the visit, and what is the likelihood, uh, if all things go well, that he's a guy South Carolina could receive a transfer commitment from in the near future? I think it's quite likely. Uh, you know, I, I think he, he's from Atlanta. South Carolina has a great story to tell at Edge. I do think him leaving was playing time related. He played um, a lot. Did, didn't he start? He played. Start, yeah, but they've got other guys that, that they brought in. Not not Gilbert Edmond necessarily, but you look at their their top four. They had some guys that, that were freshmen last year that have probably just passed him. You know, and, and I, I think even if he's still a really good player, you know, when you have talent behind you, you know, obviously your reps are not going to be the same. And so maybe maybe he's just looking someplace he could go play. I don't know. You know, none of my contacts at Florida State have said anything bad about him. They said good. They said it was a depth chart issue. Um, so I mean, who knows? He may have gotten mad because they signed Gilbert Edmond. Oh my God! Here comes Gilbert Edmond. I'm screwed now. Hmm. <laughs> who says that? Well, maybe <laughs> Derek McClendon. Holy crap! It's Maverick and Goose. <laughs> I'm gonna. Sh- but uh, but so no, this, uh, this is so very I, this is very realistic that this young man, but he can't enroll. He, he can't enroll until May, May, okay, May. You know, and same thing with Vong Pachan. But uh, man, Vong Pachan's a guy that's got me kind of interested. Uh, I'm I'm sort of interested in this guy. He uh, he visited Washington State. Obviously, they're going to be a pretty. Uh, Pretty big factor from Pasco, but yeah, he uh, he didn't get in the portal until uh, March twenty fourth. 
I wonder how they found him. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't have that answer, um, but certainly can uh, check with my contacts and, um, you know. Yeah. Maybe they found him in the transfer portal. He was Utah State's leading tackler last year with 101. That'd probably be it, you know. That might be where it started, yeah. 12-19 here on this beautiful Tuesday <laughs> afternoon on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Uh, for those that are wondering why the power is still on, it's because we're powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston. ElectricBikesCharleston.com. Gamecock owned and operated. Events in Velotric and Magnum Bikes. They are all absolutely spectacular brands. And this is pretty amazing that you can run up to 28 miles per hour on these things for 60 miles. Yeah. But you don't have to sit it in cruise control if you don't want to. You can actually ride your bike, pedal. The old school way of doing things, you get on a bike and you ride it around. But this one, if you stray too far from home, you can get back home. Whether you're in the mountains or at the beach or in the Midlands, Electric Bikes or Charleston, they've got you covered. That's why they come from Myrtle Beach and they've come from Orangeburg and they've come from Greenville and they've come from the Hilton Head, Bluffton area, Buford, all down there. Obviously, here in the low country, Charleston, West Ashley, Somerville, you name it, everybody comes down and they, they buy from Michelle and her team. If you've got maybe a couple of bucks coming back in uh, from a uh, from tax season, and you want to find a place to spend it, something that'll get you outside this summer and cruising around, it's Electric Bikes of Charleston. We're so happy to be partnered with them. By the way, they are also partners with Carolina Rise. Now uh, they give monthly to Carolina Rise, which is awesome. Uh, we, we certainly appreciate the businesses that support the athletes at South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So if this is something that uh, you are interested in doing. Please do business with Electric Bikes at Charleston. You'll be ha- really happy, especially after the fact, because their warranties and their service are better than everybody else. That's why everybody comes to the Low Country. Just check out the website. Trust me before you make the drive. ElectricBikesCharleston.com. And you tell Michelle we sent you. I promise you she'll take really good care of you over there in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, Michelle, I-, I think we'll be at our Charleston event Uh I think I told her the other day, uh, so chances are she'll be there with some electric bikes, right? Uh, you can man. see the electric bikes. I don't know why yeah. I said that in Australia. I'll tell you, but just, you see one and you want one quickly. I want the rolling uh, machine in there, though. But, yeah, those uh, those electric bikes are. Me and them, getting on me electric bike and maybe, cruise the air. Maybe back. that's what we'll do. We'll have a race. That, if anybody's ever been to the home team barbecue in North Mount Pleasant, it's a big gravel parking lot. So we'll have the. Tell her to bring a couple and put the big boys on them and see who wins in a quick uh, 40-yard dash on the electric bike. How about that? That'll be lots of fun. <laughs> Burning rubber uh, through the ground. Saunders' rumor on the Florida State board was that McClendon left after not being elected to the team leadership council. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. Nobody knows anymore. That probably which, wouldn't hurt my feelings. I the mean, transfer I mean, portal is what it is. You know, people get in it just to do it's it. It's weird stuff. Uh, yeah, there's a, I, I think I think there's some some kids that probably that left Carolina um, may are regretting it right about now. Just to be honest, well, I, JC, I have that on good authority. There's some guys that probably regret it right now. Uh, well, JC has certainly stirred up the hornet's nest on the Big Spur. He has broken the news that Vong Vong Pecan John is on campus. And here they come. Please, 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 please. So we'll hit a timeout, and we'll tell you how many pleases 
we get during the break right here on Inside the Gamecocks, this show. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our board, Matt Odom, has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. This is freshman All-American, Nicky Memorial of the Carolina Gamecocks, and you are listening to the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Everyone, Lance has reached out and asked for us to keep his family and their thoughts and prayers as something is going on with his cousin, Lance. We hope everything goes well and works out for the best. We, we love you, buddy. Yeah, hang in there, man. Sure. A lot of yeah, stuff man. like that. Hang in there. Too much stuff like that's been going on lately. Um, yeah. You can't be anywhere better than in USC. Yeah, we'll be hoping and believing good. for a miracle as well, Lance. You know, yeah, yeah there's, there's no doubt about that. That is a great place to be. Uh, I, I tell you what, man, I, I can't. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens first on this Derek McClendon kid. You know, first of all, if he left because he wasn't elected to the leadership council. Well, to me, I, I like that. You know, a guy wants to be a leader of his football team, and he feels like he should be. I'm okay with that. Number two, man, the more that I, like, look at this kid and the more that I watch, I like him. I like him a lot. Um, so, 
I as far as all the transfers go, this is a dude that I would be personally. What do I know? But thrilled to see wearing garnet and black. I like him a lot, JC. Derek, yeah. I mean, uh, he like I said, he's played a lot of ball at a high level. Yeah. Uh, and and if that is the reason he left, you know, because he wants to take that ownership of the team and uh, he's tried to be a leader and all that good stuff. Yeah, I definitely think that that's uh, that's um. Something um, that, uh, you know, I, I, I would take that as a good sign of a guy that is sort of a go-getter. Um, of course, you know, uh, if you're not elected class president, do you transfer middle schools? I don't know. I, I lost my class presidency uh, in seventh grade didn't, or vice presidency. I didn't run for president. And in eighth grade, too, I lost. So I was 0 for 2, student well, council-wise. And that's rumor. Uh, we got to remember. But that. I didn't. Tra- I didn't transfer. So, I mean, but no. I, look, I, that is rumor. I I, 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 I was told by FSU it's a it's a depth chart issue. Um. So, whatever. You know, I, I'll take him. He's a Georgia kid. Uh. Like I said, he was a pretty good recruit for them, and his production is just about the same as Jordan Birch and Gilbert. So, you know, if you're just looking at production, that's the and and Florida State rotated their ends a whole lot more than Carolina did last year after Strong got hurt and, and Dawkins got hurt. So, you know, he probably didn't have as many snaps. So I, I, I like him. And this Vaughn Pachon kid, guys like this, folks, could be a steal. The guy from Utah State that has a boatload of tackles, you know, a lot of times those guys get drafted in the fifth or sixth round, and you're watching them on Sundays play for the Browns uh, or the Packers or somebody, and, you know, you're like, where did this big, gigantic Asian dude come from that's breathing fire and whipping people's ass? You know, I'm telling you, in football, guys like this are, are, are the guys you see on Sundays. You're like, where did that guy come from? Hey, hey, guess what? <laughs> yeah. Vaughn Pachon at the plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you talk about two guys, like, those could be instant impact guys. I mean, you're we're, we're late. It's late. It's April 4th. And you, you know, let's go back a couple of months before the first signing period was up. And what? Remember the kind of the freak out of oh, you know, defensive end, and you know, we still had people concerned about linebacker. Obviously, running backs is an issue, but they're they're going to sign a running back if not two, but they're definitely going to sign one. But if you got if both of these guys happened for Carolina, which I don't know anything about the young man from Utah State, just learning a lot about this kid from Florida State, and it happened this late in the game, you would have to feel pretty good about the efforts of this staff to create depth on the defensive side of the the ball. The McClendon kid and JC, you you could probably maybe look into it and get us a little bit more information, or at least give us some surface type observations that you would see. But when you go back to his recruitment in 2019. 24 offers, and those included teams like Alabama and Arkansas and Florida and Georgia and Oregon and Ole Miss and South Carolina and Tennessee and Virginia Tech. What type of offers were those? I have no idea. Were they quote-unquote committable? Were they to maybe move him to a linebacker from defensive end? I don't know any of that information, but I know a lot of the good teams in the country or great teams in the country offered him to play football at their school. And I think this, South Carolina – I think it's going to be a good defense next year as things stand. Do I think it'll be one of the better defenses we've had around here? No. 
Do I think it'll be an elite defense? No. Um, as it stands now, personnel-wise. I think there's some awfully good players. I think there's a lot of really good young players on the defense. So I would say right now, so, so the more older guys you get that can play and you don't have to depend on, you know, Desmond Umiazulu to be a starter and play 60 snaps a game, um, and you can, you know, play him. I mean, and keep in mind, folks, even Jadevi, Desmond's good. Don't get me wrong. And uh, if he had to start, that's just how it is. He'll be better for it. But keep in mind, Jadevi and Clowney didn't even start at defensive end as a true freshman. No. Um, now, he played a lot, made a big impact, didn't he? Uh, so if you could have Desmond play that type of role instead of having to go out there and, you know, get run fits together against Georgia and everybody else, uh, that's good. I also think same with Pup Howard. Uh, you know, I think Pup Howard and Debo Williams are kind of battling it out at will right now. Uh, I do think Pup is better. Uh, will he be the bright guy for next year compared to Debo? I don't know. Debo's going to have to get a little better. I like Debo. I think if Debo put some things together, he would be an assassin. We were talking on 107.5 earlier today, and at times he reminds me of Shannon Wadley. At other times he's lost, you know, uh, and he's a great special teams player, great kid, great part of the program, don't get me wrong, but that happens at linebacker way too much. So, so you got some guys that have to take some steps, so the more competition you bring in and the more guys that can get out there and win jobs and kind of give you a security blanket, so to speak, or give you more depth if you're Clayton White, uh, I think that's what you want. I think on offense, they're fine with the exception of depth at running back. I think defensively, you know, because they had the the, the detackle from Maryland, uh, Tank Booker come in. I don't know if Tank Booker will come to Carolina or not. I don't think it's critical, but – there's not a lot of 320-pound guys uh, on that roster that can play the interior like that. And if you start talking about having to go to a more three-man front because your situation at end is kind of – then, um, yeah, you, you need another guy like that because otherwise you're depending on Nick Barrett, who's 330, who's going to tire out, and then a freshman, Xavier McLeod, behind him. Uh, that's a true zero technique type of guy for a three-man alignment. So – uh, what I think guys like this do is just get – it gives Clayton White more options uh, and really could be the difference between Carolina having a good defense uh, and a great defense. And one thing you have to think about, too, guys, the last two years this defense has forced an awful lot of turnovers, and that's by design, and they're daggum good at it. Don't get me wrong. Because the minute you think you're moving it against them, all of a sudden there's a pick six or a fumble picked up or whatever. They're very stingy. But we all know that doesn't always last. Go look back at the Muschamp era. Uh, the 2017 defense forced how many turnovers? I mean, it was crazy. Uh, well, then 2018 happened, and they lost a lot of players, and they were young, and they lost those guys to get the ball off of you, and the turnovers didn't come at all. And that was – and even with a dramatically improved offense, South Carolina took a step back to seven and six uh, because of all the injuries and things on defense. So the more players on – right now – if, if I'm Taylor Edwards, Shane Beamer, whoever, I'm looking at it going, whoever can help me on defense, especially in the front seven, right, I'm taking an awfully hard look at. Uh, because even though Pup Howard could probably be a freshman all-SEC guy starting at linebacker and be fine, same with Desmond, you don't want to have to depend on that and throw those guys to the wolves before they're ready and, and have that cost the team. You know, have that cost the team. Because as we know, freshmen make mistakes. 
They make mistakes. And sometimes if you make a mistake on defense in this league, one mistake, the band is playing for the other team. So uh, I'm, I'm, I think that once again, and, and this is exciting to me, once again, I am floored by the resourcefulness of this coaching staff and, and how they find guys in the portal. I would, I never thought, the, you know, and like I said, I, I said that about that guy from Utah State. That's the guy on Sundays you're going, where the hell did this guy come from? I believe that. That's part of like my doctrine. That's part of the J.C. Sherbert doctrine, right? That, that's up there with you need to recruit the state well. <laughs> you know, as far as me get, I go, I love guys like that. Uh, but but I would have thought about that, you know. So I, I'm beyond floored uh, at the job these guys continue to do in recruiting. And, man, you start talking about adding – and they've got some spots, right? So you start talking about adding four or five more guys, and all of them are kind of front-line defensive guys, and you, you have a couple of running backs. That that I don't, I don't want to say it changes the trajectory – of, of the season, because it's going to be a tough season, and we don't really know, you know, until these guys get here and play again, you know, some may not be that good. Some of them, they may not want any in the SEC. But you start to get a lot of answers or potential answers rather than we're all sitting around a week before they play North Carolina go, well, who the hell is going to start at linebacker? Mm-hmm. Who's, what are they going to patch together there? So, anyway, that's my take on that. Is it is – it, um... And, and I'm sure, you know, there's just a lot that we obviously don't know. But it just seems to me like every time South Carolina – not every time, but I, I'd say nine times out of ten under Coach Beamer that South Carolina is serious about a transfer. I mean, obviously they look at all of them. But when they get into those serious conversations, they land them. I mean, it, it just seems to me like it's – um it's 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 not as common for us to hear about a name. I mean, I know that the running back from from Mississippi State ended up not working out. There's a couple that kind of got to that point where you felt pretty good about it, and then they, they never really you know didn't pan out. But the large majority of the time, these transfers that Carolina becomes serious with the last couple of years, just based on the limited info that I've had, JC, from obviously from you and your staff and others that I know resourceful others in the in the program carolina they they hit on most of them it's a really high mark i would say probably one of the higher ones in the country especially for guys that a are from lower levels and b they considered south carolina heavily to moderately out of high school like jerron willis is from lee county uh home of jamie robinson and uh, uh a guy named juju mcdowell Okay, uh, Jerron, you know, I, I think at different times, Clayton White thought he had it. All of a sudden, he kind of gets lost in the system a little bit and uh, commits to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech goes to the dumpster, and he flips to Ole Miss. Um, leaves Ole Miss, comes to Carolina, because that's kind of probably where he should have gone to begin with. Uh, Lavoisier Carroll, although he's retired from football now, remember he – he was committed to Carolina, wanted to come to Carolina. Georgia flips it when he gets to IMG, whatever. Well, and boom, back to Carolina. Uh, and then you have a long list of guys, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, like a Juice Wells, you know, uh, that was kind of from a lower level. Wake Forest obviously isn't a lower level, but I wouldn't – it's not SEC. So you got Christian Bill Smith. Um, you know, you start – they got Corey Rucker. I know he left. 
you know, you look at the two offensive line transfers in this class, Sidney Fugar, Western Illinois, uh, Gargiulio from what, from uh, Yale. You know, uh, Eddie Lewis is from Memphis. I mean, they do a good job of identifying players like that. And, you know, Juice Wells is, is you know, example A. Nate Atkins is probably example B from last year. You know, these guys, it's not that the lower-level guys don't, don't have players on their team that are elite. They just don't have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they have one or two, maybe, you know. Whereas Alabama's got 50. <laughs> Georgia's got 50. South Carolina's got 30, 35, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and if you look at the NFL numbers, there's a ton of guys from lower levels uh, that uh, that end up playing in the league and, and, and playing for a long, long time. There's nothing that says you can't be a superstar of football from a lower level. It's been proven time and time again. The beauty of the transfer portal these days uh, in football is that you can go, uh, you can go, uh, you know, grab it, uh, grab them, and, and bring them up, and they can play higher level. I mean, again, South Carolina does not beat Clemson without a transfer from Wingate, Jalen Brooks making plays, transfer from East Tennessee, Nate Atkins making plays, and a transfer from James Madison, Antoine Wells making plays. They don't beat them. They don't beat Clemson without those guys. So and it's got to be kind of funny for the Tiger fans, you know. They sit there and talk about all the, the they're they too they're too deep and four and five star guys and all that. Well, wow, you know, uh, DJ Ukulele uh, through that uh, pass to the who's Marcellus Dial picking off right? Yeah. Kid had no offers. He's from Woodruff. Had one offer out of junior college, right? Oh. Duh. You know, Jalen Brooks caught that back sh- back shoulder fade from. Oh, oh, yeah, he was from Wingate. Half the Gamecock fans didn't even think he was that good. Uh, you know, Juice Wells torches them. It just just was the best player on the field that day. May, Jeremiah Trotter early was, but Juice Wells was the best player on that field that day. James Madison, man, you know this day. You know, you got to identify him. Don't get me wrong; you can't just take every warm body from Furman or wherever, but. Uh, I do think that this staff has, has found a among the other niches they have, like recruiting the, the D.C. area and the Northeast more uh, with the, the, the uh, improved effort in Florida from the previous staff, uh, taking the right guys out of Georgia. This is another one of those niches they found where, you know, getting guys from the lower level, they evaluate the, the stuffing out of them, bring them up, and, uh, you know, it's almost under the radar because other schools don't really pay attention to it. And it's funny to me because fans, all every fan out there in the, with the 2022 class shut down, right, that was griping and complaining and moaning about, none of these guys have any SEC. They're not even SEC. We need SEC transfers. Third of your roster for every SEC program probably can't play dead in the movie compared to a guy like Juice Wells. Uh, it's money ball. It's facts. It, it, it's just the nature of football. You know, uh, it's beautiful because not everybody's created equal. I don't care where you're at. So um, just a little lesson there. And, and yep. I'm sure everybody believes now. Uh, didn't listen to old Sherb back then, did you? Oh, Schubert. Yeah. Oh, you're crazy. Saying. You're just, you're a homer. <laughs> Schubert's you're a just, homer. You're just, you're just, you're just talking. These guys are from, why do we get these guys from FCS? Well, they're good, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I think that's it. But uh, 
Now, I'm not talking about basketball right now. I'm just talking about football, you know. Um, I think basketball, obviously, you can build with guys from the mid-major level, but uh, I think that sport's figured it out, and uh, competition is is pretty steep for many, many, many of those guys. Uh, if you, I mean, look how, look how many uh, – what, what did Bama had a Furman transfer, Wofford transfer on their team this year that was really good. They were the number one team in the country. So uh, basketball is a little bit different. Um, you know, as far as that goes, but I would say definitely that, uh, uh, you know, this staff with Beamer has earned everybody's trust in terms of getting guys from, I mean, even Carlin's Platel the first year, D2 assumption, right? D2. I mean, he was hurt most of the year, but when he played, uh, he's one of the best tacklers in the secondary, you know, wasn't super duper in coverage, but for that nickel spot, he'd light you up. Did Carlos Splatel show any kind of like uh, just physically? Did he show? Did he not belong? Yeah, he belonged. It's beauty of football, man. Beauty of football. Beauty of football. So anyway, twelve forty three on a cloudy on Tuesday a Tuesday. Afternoon. Cloudy Tuesday afternoon. We are expecting some sun uh, before weather moves in later on in the week. It is Holy Week. But it is also Masters Week as well, teed up by our friends at TravelingCountryClub.com. You'll really like our coverage of the Masters on Thursday and Friday here as Meredith Taylor and Michael Maness will both be joining us uh, to talk about what is or could be happening in Augusta. Michael actually has caddied twice in Augusta, so he knows the course pretty well and uh, can't wait to get his take on that. Meredith's played it, and uh, so we'll get some great scoop from those guys as we watch the best tournament in golf tee up on Thursday and run its way through the weekend or whenever it finishes, weather permitting, certainly. TravelingCountryClub.com, the coolest club in the Carolinas. I'm a member. I know now quite a few people that are members. You should be as well. 20 bucks, 25 bucks, 30 bucks to play some of these awesome courses like Caledonia, Mount Mitchell up in North Carolina. How about that? TravelingCountryClub.com. All right, our final timeout of the afternoon uh, when we return, we do have uh, Carolina baseball tonight against North Carolina up in Charlotte, so we'll certainly dive into that uh, just a little bit, and it, that'll tee us up for number one LSU coming into Founders Park this weekend. A couple of scenarios that could unfold to be able just to get in a game or two. We'll pass that along to you right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182 Eddie 
I want you to take me to Disney World. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation or, you know, more likely your first so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com. And talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Braylon Wimmer, South Carolina Gamecock baseball, and you are listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Cox! Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, <laughs> brought to you by Express Sunrooms <laughs> of Columbia. <laughs> That's ha- I, I, th- I thought that's happened to me twice. Uh, yeah, that's you're, right. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, it's time for a perimeter yeah. check. Well, I, I, I was like, I was like, well, yeah, you know, I saw it. And I was, I mean, that was, you know, you know, I'm getting at, but I was like, ooh, uh, yeah, like, uh, what is yeah. this? What is this all? Oh, about? Oh, I understand completely. And yes, Greg, we were involved in some highly subjective, <laughs> ambiguous conversation. With uh, blue about the, versus dynasties, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, that's yeah, what we're saying. Good. I mean, it's <laughs> the definition changes yeah. for per sport, and you have to like you have to be willing to accommodate additional perspective to have the conversation. You can't, you know. I I think that you can't be a blue blood unless you've won at least a couple national championships. That's just me. Mm-hmm. So, but I think we've all pretty much agreed on that on hoops. I'm not sure if we ever narrowed down baseball yet, but that's tough. Say that we're pretty close. Um, speaking of which, South Carolina Matthew Becker gets the ball tonight uh, for South Carolina, so he will start uh, against North Carolina. Here's some good news for everybody interested. Those that if you're hopefully a lot of you are like me in in the fact that I I I have to listen to Derek and Tommy. Um, because Derek's really good and Tommy's really good. So they make it enjoyable. There's something peaceful about listening to baseball anyways on the radio. In addition to that, um, when you're some of these TV games now, unless unless you got Kip and Stuart or Dave and those guys calling it a Founders Park, if you're on the road, some of these guys at opposing ballparks, like Mississippi State had really good TV guys. Um, hats off to them. But I'll be honest with y'all, I could really, outside of Mike Morgan and, like, the elites of college baseball, Kyle Peterson, Ben McDonald, you know, you bring Tom Hart into this, Chris Burke, those guys that are really, really good, and obviously our dear friend Mike Morgan. And the rest of these guys suck. Like, these national broadcasts, they're not good. They've got them doing it from home. Half of them haven't done enough of their homework to really know what they're talking about. Um, 
I mean, I like Todd Walker. He's been fine, and, and some of those guys are okay. But but I'd much rather just hear the, broad, the broadcast from home. So, anyways, here's the good news. Tonight in Charlotte, it's an SEC Network broadcast, but what they're going to do is link in Tommy and Derek's radio call. So good. while you're watching it on TV, you're going to kill two birds with one stone. There you go. Uh, I texted Derek and I said, you're, you're about to be, uh, you're going to be real popular. You finally get your crack at TV. So congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, All right, Greg, uh, 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 Greg says, Oh, actually Phil, Dre has had a question in, in the I hope oh, yeah, we'll back for like we, two, for a week. So let's, let's uh let's rock that. And uh Kevin Lucas says, Thank God for that broadcasting. You mm-hmm. know, I mean you know, in college baseball, I think we're kind of spoiled. Remember uh Carolina went to the Omaha, I mean it was Mike Patrick and Sean McDonough. We call those games. Sean McDonough's really yeah. good, by the way. Oh, he's good at everything. Well, his, look, uh, when they're in Omaha, they've got it right. The, his call of the Carolina Clemson game in 2022 was outstanding. Uh, he's, and the he's special sweet. teams of South Carolina have done it again. Yeah, he's he's one of the best, man. I, I McDonough. I'm I'm sad <laughs> that McDonough and um and uh and oh god, what 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 did I just do here? Todd uh, Blackledge. Todd Blackledge. They aren't. They're not going to be together anymore because Blackledge is going to. Um, mm. He's going to. Where's he going? Fox or NBC? Hmm. Yeah, huh? yeah. I, I, I'd like to see him move my boy Tom Luganville off the sidelines and uh, let Lugie. him be in the booth. Remember when Spurrier called him? Well, Luggy. <laughs> Luggy. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, some people. Back, some people didn't like Tom back in the day, and. Uh, I think but he Tom, does a good job. Tom does a great job. I mean, yeah, and I worked he's with very him, well prepared. And, and you know, you wouldn't think this. Uh, he's the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. Uh, I worked with him uh, in recruiting at ESPN. Uh, to this day, like uh, I guess about six months ago, I was looking to buy some cowboy boots, <laughs> and I noticed he was pipping these, uh, you know, promoting these things called Tacovas boots. Oh yeah, uh, on Instagram, and I was like, "Hey, what'd you think about those Tacovas boots?" He's like, "Bro, they're amazing, man. I hope you're doing well." Blah 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 blah. Uh, just a great person. Kind of shows you that sometimes if you just judge somebody by like what they're saying on TV, well, now he is wait a second. Outspoken. There's nothing uh, wrong with that. Just check Twitter, JC. Everybody judges everybody by what they see on TV, and they're right. You can't argue with these people. Don't go to a like board and try to correct somebody. What's wrong with you? Got a little Tucker Carlson in you there, JB. You sound a little oh. like Tucker right there. <laughs> anyway, all right, not Phil. wrong if that's what he says. He's not wrong. <laughs> it was kind of the diction of it, you know, the sarcasm, yeah. you know. Yeah. All right. Well, Dre does pop into the I Help Consulting mailbag, and you can too, by the way, by hitting up inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com is the way to do it, or you can direct message us or tag us in a tweet at the Big Spur Pod on the aforementioned Twitter. But Dre comes in, and yes, we did miss it. Sorry, buddy, it fell through cracks. Hey, guys, just wanted to get educated on a baseball matter. I'm in year six of being a legit fan of the sport, mostly the Braves. I was very fortunate to attend game four of the World Series and sit directly behind, uh, in front of, rather, Trump and Herschel Walker. That's interesting. He attached a video of that I have yet to watch. Uh, And I would like to know why it's so rare for pitchers to be good hitters. Thanks in advance, and I love the show. He also has a follow-up to that after we talk about uh, why pitchers don't hit well. 
Probably. So is that a question for me, or I'm assuming? Yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah, you, you you'd probably be the, the best qualified yeah. to answer. Now, I did hit six home runs in sixth grade, but I'll, I'll leave that for you. He's <laughs> another one of those guys. Here we go. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, Jake. I'm just kidding. All, all respects to the Schubert family. Um, well, I mean, actually, you're seeing a comeback with – uh, some of these guys being dual guys because you throw a lot of these kids are throwing harder now. Um, so you're actually seeing more of this to where they're they're They are able to uh, both play the field and, and hit and, um, and pitch, but really historically, because uh, you, when you become a pitcher, you have to train your body to be a pitcher, which takes your time away from doing everything else. So, you know, you can't just walk up there. It's not Little League. You know, you've got to, once you get some guys in high school and then, like, a lot of the guys I played with, the Mike Siscos of the world, you know, they, they, they hunkered down to become the best pitcher they could be. Um, and then, obviously, once you get on past that, most of these guys, that's what they do. So, they put the bat down, and then every day, it's not like it's just what you see on TV. Seven days a week, you've got something to do to be a pitcher. Uh, and that is has nothing to do with offense. So um, you just you can't. Most people can't do both, but but both. But now, to shorten the rest of this answer, because guys are throwing a lot harder, they're fa- finding ways to balance this a little bit better. Because you got mid nineties, you can get up there and throw for an inning or two, and then you can continue to kind of be an offensive guy, and whatever works out works out. So. Um, but yeah, historically, once you become a pitcher, you just become a pitcher. Doesn't mean they probably can't hit, but they're going to work on focus on keeping you healthy and in line to be the best you can be on the bump. What was the next one? Uh, he follows up with uh, hold on, I just scrolled down too damn far. Here we are. Uh, while he's here, he'd like to add that he's very tempted to go to his first Carolina baseball game Friday, but the weather is not the most ideal. When will he know for sure if the games are a full go? Well, we'll know by tomorrow. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I don't know if this is going to happen or not, boys and girls, but there, there seems to be maybe a, a better than likely scenario where you could see two games played on Thursday and then they just kind of wait this thing out to see if there's anything they can get in on Friday or Saturday. They're going to play at least one, but um, because Thursday the the everything's kind of backed itself up. But Friday and Saturday are a washout. So, um, I I think that there is a chance, and it would suck, obviously, because we really wanted to see this, and you want the environment. And if this is what happens, people just need to take the freaking day off of work if you can do it. Um, but there is a chance that they could double dip maybe a four and seven thirty first pitch Thursday or even earlier than that to try to get a couple of games in. So we'll see. But I think the likelihood of playing Friday is quickly diminishing and Saturday is less likely. Yeah. What time is first pitch tonight? Uh seven o'clock. Seven o'clock in North Carolina sixteen. Thirteen. Thirteen D one rank. Yeah. This is yeah. a huge week for Carolina. Yeah, this is really is big. <laughs> uh, Tar Heels, uh, all right. Quantrell asked, why is Texas a blue blood in football? They've won one national championship since 70, and it was in 05. Yeah, guess what? They only won three Big 12 titles in 22 years. Yeah, I, I don't think they are. 
Did somebody say they were? We didn't say that, did we? I, I think that's what Mike old, calls a. Well, a I was going to say this is an program. old kind of mentality. Yeah, in the Mike Morgan classic volcano, yeah, program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And that they could blow up in any, blow up in any minute. I mean, I don't I, know I, what I, you think about that. What about Nebraska? Do you consider them blue blood? No. I think they're volcano, dormant volcano. Tennessee's mm-hmm. Tennessee, same way. Miami, same way. I mean, once great. Uh, Florida State had they not won won it all in 2013 under Jimbo, and kind of had a flash in the pan comeback. I would I would have them in that same category. And uh, quite frankly, I'd have Florida in that category too. As of now, I mean, guys, we don't. It was 2008. It was 15 years ago. Last time Florida won it all. Wow. Spurrier's title and Urban's first title. There wasn't that much time. There was only 10 years between those two. So the the reign of the mighty Gators, <laughs> uh, yeah. maybe. Uh, but you know, well, I, hey, football football you'll go through stretches. LSU was crappy for twenty five years. Look at them now. Yeah, well, I mean, look at Georgia. I mean, same thing. I mean, I there yeah. is a difference in there is in my again opinion. Maybe maybe this conversation carries into tomorrow. There is a difference in elite programs and blue bloods. You you can't have this big bag of blue bloods. There's only a few. And then you've got elite programs. So yeah. it's, Al- it's Alabama, it's Ohio State. Those, those are the shoe wins. I think Alabama, Ohio, Ohio State, and Georgia right now. And I mean, I, I, it made me miss, I, 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 you know, but I don't know. I mean, it, it would just, is are, are Blue Bloods who's up right now or are Blue Bloods who's been up the most for the longest? Like yeah, Ohio State would definitely be there. Alabama would definitely be there. I don't know if Georgia would be there, and I don't. I don't know if Clemson would be there. Um, no, they're, you know, they're certainly Texas wouldn't. L, and, and LSU maybe in a couple in a few years. You know, uh, well, last year Southern, Southern, Southern Cal, Southern Cal would. Southern Cal would. Yeah, um, probably so. Even though it's been almost twenty years since they've won it all. Yeah, but multiple uh, championships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they've got it. Yeah. That's an interesting, interesting topic. We'll, we'll need, to, uh, need to address that. Yeah, last year, over 170,000 votes on the Pick Six Previews Twitter page. 95% of those votes viewed Alabama as a blue blood, 93% Ohio State, 90% Oklahoma, 82% Notre Dame. This is surprising. 77% Nebraska, 76% Michigan, 69% Southern Cal, 52% Texas. Or any names missing? How about Georgia? Just 42% last year. Now, this is before they just won a national championship. So, obviously, this has changed. But 42% at that point in time only uh, did not – or only 42% viewed Georgia as a blue blood. I would venture guess that's probably doubled by now. But I think it's – yeah, Alabama, Ohio State, George, you know, George. Can I, if you could only have four, who would they be? Maybe, maybe we'll we'll make our list, and then tomorrow we'll. Alabama, Ohio State. The next Southern two are going to be the arguments. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'd, I'd throw Oklahoma, Southern Cal in there. Oklahoma. Maybe Oklahoma. Yeah. Oklahoma. They're around. Yeah. Uh, clearly. So. 
All right, well, leading off tomorrow, Roman Kimball, pitcher for the Gamecocks. Hopefully it's a good night for Carolina, as Patrick Davis says, the real Carolina right down here in the Palmetto State. They'll throw the first pitch at 7 o'clock from Old Knights Stadium, now known as Truist Park Jr., I guess we'll call it in Charlotte. So certainly uh, be able to recap that, and uh, we will dissect the comments from one Shane Beamer. He's got some injury stuff out there, and we'll get some more on that and pass it along to you as well. And we'll get you teed up, ready to go for the Masters, because it tees off itself on Thursday. For JC and Phil, I'm JB. Have a terrific Tuesday afternoon. Make sure you head to the Big Spur and get your tickets for one or the other or both Carolina Rise events. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there. But we'll see you tomorrow on Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Cinerama Studios.